Welcome to the next installment of State Champs Indiana Extra Point, presented by Lawrence Tech. Once you recruit yourself, just go to ltuathletics.com and click on the Recruit Yourself link. Academic and athletic scholarships are available over two dozen varsity sports, including football. Talking about week five of the Indiana high school football season and previewing week number six, I am Greg Rakestraw from the ISC Sports Network, joined as always very confidently and capably by the Baz, Bob Stan Bazzi from 105.9, the Bash in Wabash. Well, we had a uh, we had a big one last Saturday, Greg, as you cut out there, and I'm sorry, but uh, uh, last Friday we had a big one with uh, Southwood and Wabash in our homecoming game, and it was a lot of fun, a lot of festivities, and Southwood came in and come away with a big 47 to uh, nothing victory and that bad boy. And one thing you look at with that ball game, uh, they got a kid. I'm going to put this on the radar for you right now from Southwood by the name of Cole Weiner. A uh, young man returned to kickoff, 85 yards for a touchdown. Uh, he's 6'3", very long. We talk a lot about verticality. Well, this kid goes up and gets up, plus he's able to get down the field. So that's the name. He's a junior receiver, 6'3", 190. Cole Weiner, I think you're going to hear about uh, statewide here uh, very, very shortly. Well, I've got a game to tell you about, my friend. I had Ben yeah. Davis and Warren Central, and obviously um, 18 state championships combined, four in the last eight years, and back-to-back undefeated state championships between the two schools, Ben Davis in 2017, Warren in 2018. Obviously, Center Grove the last couple of years has gotten the majority of the attention in 6A, and rightfully so. These two teams are ranked number seven and number eight in the state, uh, heading into last night's game, which for virtually any other school, you're like, great. For those two, they're going to say, hey, what's going wrong? Uh, but the show that they put on on Friday night was absolutely amazing. Warren Central won that game 57-56. There was no overtimes involved. This was all in regulation. Game took about three hours and 35 minutes to play. There was over 1,100 yards of total offense in this game. Ben Davis had 691 yards of offense and lost the game. Uh, They were up 43-21 and then 56-43 and the 56 was two minutes left to go. But to Warren Central's credit, they took the ball the length of the field, scored, then had an onside kick at about the one-minute mark, recovered it, scored three plays later. Amazingly, Ben Davis had a chance either for a go-ahead field goal or at least to have one final shot in the end zone. They completed a pass over the middle of the field. They actually had a timeout left they could have used if the player had simply gotten down like eight seconds left to play. If he had simply gotten down at about the 30 or 35-yard line, plus side of the 50, um, they would have had an opportunity. But instincts for that young man kicked in. He's kind of darted directly to the sidelines. And by that time, he did not have a chance to, to get out of bounds and call a timeout. Clock gets to zero, does not score. Just an absolutely remarkable game. And thinking about these two great rivals that have now played each other nearly 100 times, they have played every year dating back to 1938. Uh, and a lot of those over the last 20, 25 years have been playoff matchups of some form or fashion. There had never been a game like this. Uh, At a quick check of the history, the highest scoring game between the two of them had been a total of 95 points where one had beaten the other 
by a score of 65 to 30. So at 57-56, as I was doing the game, Baz, I, I was trying to think of other games that I had done that reminded me of it. And I did come up with one. But let me ask you, in terms of points scored, whether it's in your many years as an official or now as a radio broadcaster, if I think of a game that's 57-56, something of that magnitude that you have had, what comes to your mind? Well, for me, uh, that, that comes to mind a few years ago when we had Tippy Valley in Southwood, and it was like 48 to 49, or and it went triple overtime. <laughs> So, but I, I do want to dispel a rumor right now that first game back in 1938, I was not there. So, just to make sure you didn't go there. So, Baz was the headlinesman, no matter what he tells you in that game. Uh, he threw numerous flags back in that original game in 38 as well. All right. So, the game that I had, and my guess is because one of the teams I'm going to mention, this will register with you. It didn't hit me during the broadcast, but me on the way home, I had the statewide radio call for the new pal Fort Wayne Snyder 5A state championship game that finished 64-61 with Snyder winning that. And I want to say off the top of my head, that was 2015 because the year before, new pal beat New Prairie 77-42 in the state championship game when they were playing in 4A. Russ Radke led New Prairie state contest. That new pal um, Snyder game reminded me of this one in terms of the wide open nature of the play, the athleticism on the field, the big plays that were had on both sides of the football. It was an absolutely crazy game. And now, Baz, well, I'm curious, and not necessarily from a physical standpoint, these kids play in terms of once a week, but mentally – how do these two teams, and even, even the winning team, how, how do you stop celebrating what happened on the Friday night before and a couple of crazy comebacks and, and kind of get focused for the next week? So, Baz, I'm very curious as to how each of those teams do coming up this Friday. Yeah, that, I, I would agree with you. And the big thing is, is coaches are going to say, hey, let's talk about this thing on film session Saturday morning and this on Monday. Forget about this film session on Saturday come Monday morning. Uh, there's no doubt about it. They got to wipe it clean, but don't think they aren't going to be thinking about, man, did you see me make this move or did you see how I hit that guy that time? But they're also going to come back to the realization that maybe I should have had a better coverage going in there. So they're going to wipe that clean. That's going to be a clean slate. There's no Look, these are two top-notch programs, but it is going to be tough. It's going to be tough. There's some special moments in that ballgame. Ben Davis falls to two and three on the season, but again, all of their losses have come to really good football teams. And if you simply use Center Grove as the measuring stick, even though they lost by 24, which is the same margin that Warren Central did to Center Grove, Ben Davis has, has kept Center Grove competitive longer than anybody else has so far this year. And I would say this, Ben Davis has a relatively easy path to at least get back to the regional so, again, they're, they're going to be okay. I'll see Ben Davis coming up again in a couple of weeks when they play Oster Carmel in week number seven. Now, there's one other game for the northeast corner of the state that certainly merited statewide attention. Leo and East Noble, two really good football teams in 4A. Baz, tell me about that game. Yeah, three versus six. It was a seesaw game back and forth, back and forth. And actually, East Noble thought they had the win late in the game. 
Gango come right back and and uh, booted up the score and ended up with a forty to thirty two. Neither closer staff couldn't get to the you know, those bad boys, but uh, a lot of running in that ball game, as you well know. Leo does not like to throw the football. They throw them more than twice. Stop the presses. The game's over. But uh, number three, Leo does come back and beat. Uh, uh, number six, East Noble in a slobber knocker of a ball game. Uh, the place was jam-packed. And watching, so, and I saw it on the IC Sports Network, uh, the highlights of the game that you posted out there. And, and I tell you, uh, there might have been some head cracking going on there because those boys were flat laying the wood uh, to each opposition as they came through. They were. All right. So with that, uh, just a couple other scores I'll share with people from the Central Indiana before we kind of kind of spin this forward. Uh, to what both you and I will have as far as the upcoming week is concerned. Uh, Shatar got a first win of the year. They had a ridiculously tough schedule. Uh, they were 0-4 to start the season, which is very uncharacteristic for them. Again, though, when they played Ron Colley in week three, they were as competitive with Ron Colley as anybody has been. Shatar is one of those teams you can throw the record out in terms of what they might be able to do from a postseason standpoint. Other big game in the metro Indianapolis area from this past Friday night would have been HSC and Westfield. Westfield finds a way to get the victory since losing to the Cathedral in week number one. Westfield has now rattled off four consecutive games. And again, I think in terms of, say, two through 10 and 6A, I'm not sure there's that big of a difference. Dewfield is clearly the number two team in the state. Obviously, they were the state runners-up in terms of 6A football a season ago. Uh, and I think they've got a good chance at least to get back to that point and give themselves a second crack at Center Grove coming up over Thanksgiving weekend. Obviously, the folks at Merrillville are hoping to have something different to say about that uh, if that uh, were to take place during a semi-state game. Bob, who you got coming up this weekend, buddy? Well, we're going to have a, a nice little backyard rivalry again out at uh, Southwood at the Castle as uh, Manchester comes down to take on uh, the Knights in a big TRC slobber knocker. Now, one thing we that I did not mention, I think also another team that really flexed itself last week, Greg, was Monroe Central and getting a big shutout win over South Adams, 23 to nothing. And, and Coach Hosteller has his Bears playing awfully well again. And this is a team, 1A, we're going to have to be looking at. I know you have Lutheran down in the metro area, but I think that Monroe Central may pull some surprises on some people as these playoffs get. Hey, we're going in week six. We're past halfway. <laughs> Good grief. Well, I'm glad you brought up South Adams. And again, South Adams – you can't replace a kid like James Arnold now at Marion University. Yeah. His favorite you know, target is tight end also with him at Marion University. I think yeah. most around South Adams know still a good football team, probably not as good as they were a year ago. And so, yes, I do think Lutheran is the best team in 1A. But if you ask me where is the best pocket of 1A football being played, it's in that corner of the state. And again, South yes. Adams and Adams Central get each other this week. Yeah, no doubt about it. South Adams and Adams Central, uh, they don't like each other. And so this is going to be a good matchup of, of a couple small schools uh, down there in, in the Adams County area. And it's just it's a lot. Of, it's always a lot of fun uh, when these two hook up. And, and really, I know it's a cliche. Throw the records out. Forget about it. And you, and you think about it, too, Greg. South Adams coming in early in the season. Their quarterback breaks his ankle. His brother steps in, who's an all-state receiver. So you look, and he's playing uh, flawless ball. I know they 
go down defeat last week, but he still had an outstanding season. So this is going to be a great football game uh, with those two uh, going at it uh, this week. And again, important to note that Lutheran is in the so again, of that group of Adams Central, South Adams, Monroe Central, a um, couple of things. There's no Central Catholic coming from the other corner of the bracket as there have been the last couple of years. There's no Pioneer coming from that corner of the bracket because they remain up in 2A because of what they have done over the last few years. Yep. So there is a path for those schools. And Adams Central has been close. South Adams obviously was the runner-up and made the state finals a year ago. So again, on the northern half of the 1A bracket, that is likely from those three teams, I think, where the, where the 1A North representative is going to come from. As far as my game this week, Carmel and North Central. North Central's had some really solid teams the last two or three years. They are trying to rebuild this year. They had a 40-man senior class. And even when you are one of the top four or five enrollments in the state, you graduate 40 seniors, you have a bit of a step back. That had a score that probably doesn't reflect how the game was played. They handed Lawrence North their first loss of the season, 44-14. to That was a competitive game into the third quarter and kind of got away from LN late. Carmel, again, they have had to play multiple quarterbacks due to injuries at time this season. I'll get a second look at the Carmel Greyhounds for the year coming up on Friday night as they take on Lawrence North. A quick shout-out to a buddy of mine. Congratulations to Rob Gibson, the folks at Owen Valley. They go 5-0 and for the first time in 21 years. They get a huge win at conference rival Northview on Wednesday night. Rob, in his first season at OV, has yet to lose a game. Congratulations to the Patriots. That is our show this week. Let's thank our sponsor, Lawrence Technological University. Recruit yourself at ltuathletics.com. For Bob Stambazzi and Kevin Behind the Scenes, this is Greg Reichstraw. Thanks for joining us for State Champs Indiana Extra Point.